0: Hooper now offloads. Oh, so close. Still short. Blaubanga. Oh, Big ten, he got There he is! He's over! Hello and welcome back to the Pick and Drive Rugby Podcast. We are two diehard rugby fans having a weekly chat about all things Aussie rugby. Real, family-friendly and positive. Get involved. Get
1: involved.
0: Now, you are very lucky, our loyal listeners out there, that you're getting a second episode this week. So, if you if this is your first one, welcome. If this is your... 100th one. Welcome back. Um, We're doing something a little bit different this week. In the past five weeks, we've been going through the Super Rugby sides team by team each episode, giving them a real focus as a preview for Super Rugby AU. This is our Super Rugby AU launch episode. So we are going to do things a little bit differently um, than we have done in the last five weeks. We are going to focus more on the competition as a whole. This time, not a particular team and it's going to be good. So Ando,
1: how are you feeling? Mate, I'm super excited, fully pumped for this season to begin and really excited that we are now talking just mid-days away from the start of what is almost a new dawn. I don't think all the problems of Australian rugby are going to be fixed with this uh, competition starting up and new broadcasting and everything, but I think it's going to be a damn good start. So I'm very excited.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So, how tonight is going to look. So, we will do some spicy preseason news. We haven't sort of been delving into the news the last few weeks. So, there's a few big things that have come up. We'll go through that quite quickly. Then, we are joined, and we're very excited to announce this. We're joined by Andrew Swain from the New Stan Sports and Wide World of Sports Channel 9 coverage. So we've been able to have a good chat to him around what we can expect going into, particularly this weekend, but also the sort of wider rugby product that's going to be on Stand Sport. Um, great, great interview. Really looking forward to you all hearing it. Um, and then after that, we will do our previews of Round One
1: brilliant so for those of you who want to find us beyond this you can hit us up on instagram at hashtag pick underscore drive underscore rugby facebook at the pick and drive rugby podcast twitter at pick underscore drive rugby and as a final promotional push we have a tipping comp which is starting up obviously on friday we have over 40 people sign up now so get involved go to super and sign up it's free search for pick and drive rugby and we'll come up there so just join and get some banter going get some flaming going because you know i'll be picking the tars every week regardless of what <laughs> happens so it's going to be fun you're definitely going to beat us
0: yeah and if um if you come first if you get the yellow cap you will get a shout out on the pod and we will hopefully get a few different mentions from different people
1: as the season wears on it's going to be great and uh, keep, keep an eye out here. There's been some talks in the works about a potential pretty awesome prize for the yeah. overall competition winner. So we won't say anything right now. We'll save this announcement for next week. But just know that there could well be something in the works that you could see mm. if you win the overall competition. So we'll, t- we'll tell you a little bit more about that next week. But get involved, superbrew.com, and search for Pick and Drive Rugby.
0: And I just wanted to say a big shout out to everyone who's really been getting involved. As we've been saying for the last year, we've been getting some really good fan feedback and some engagement from you guys via Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So thank you so much. We love hearing from you all. We want to hear it more. Give us your thoughts as the season's wearing on. We want to know what you thought about particular points of the games, um, team names, all those kinds of things. We want to hear from you guys. So keep it up. It's been great. We love the involvement
1: and just keep doing it more. Brilliant.
0: All right. Should we get into it? Let's go. Let's move into the spicy news
1: all right we're going to hit up the spicy news now and like we said we're going to keep it short and sharp because you know what we're here for or we know what you're here for which is a stand interview and the preview of round one so let's just go through this quickly we're going to hit up some domestic news and then international news but we're focusing on the australian perspective so we're not touching on a six nations or anything like that we're just looking at stories that involve an australian player or australian perspective so to start off on a domestic front um over the last few weeks there have been some key injuries to a couple of big name players throughout australian rugby so liam wright in a trial match uh, against the TARS, got an ankle injury and is out for up to 10 weeks. So he's basically missing the entire Super AU season. Uh, Tom Wright, about a week ago, a little bit more, had bone bruising on his knee and is six weeks for that injury. And Dane Hale at Petty, in a pretty worrying turn of events, after the um, drubbing that we received from New Zealand in the internationals at the tail end of last season, he uh, got a minor concussion, but is still feeling the effects of that and still is getting symptomatic. Anytime he goes back into contact training. So he's going to be out for, at the very least, round two, which is the first Rebels match. Yep. And it, Matt, he, he has no timeline of return to rugby. It's just a case of if the symptoms keep coming back. So that, that's really worrying for him just as a person that he's receiving these. Supposedly, the doctors are saying he should be okay, but it's just a concern that the symptoms keep returning. So all the best for him and his recovery as well.
0: Yeah, definitely, and it's an interesting one because he has been announced as the captain this year. So, yep. um, we may not get to see a whole lot of Dane Hale at petty and hopefully, we do. Uh, we didn't. He had a few injuries last season as well, wasn't yep. playing a lot of game time. So, yeah, we our thoughts go out to you, Dane. We really hope you can recover quickly and get back to playing some good rugby.
1: Yep. Okay, well, the next one, I'll just quickly run through. You jump in and give opinions on these, Mitch. But um, James O'Connor was meant to be moving to the Chiefs and then RA blocked it. And then he's been announced as the interim captain of the Reds. So it's been a a pretty busy off-season for James O'Connor.
0: It's an interesting one. It's a very interesting (laughs) one. I mean, we... We were surprised when the news came out initially that he was looking to go to the um, to the Chiefs, <clears throat> jump ship to New Zealand, because he had come back and he's this kind of new redemptive James O'Connor, the savior of Australian rugby in a lot of ways. And yeah, we just thought his head was really on straight and he was doing all the right things, saying the right things off the field. And then there's talks that he's potentially looking at jumping ship at the probably pivotal moment of his career, um, was worrying. And now he's come out and been named captain of the Reds. So yeah. me personally, I put this on Twitter. I thought that we could have had some other players in the, in the squad that might have been a good option. Um, Fraser McWright was the one that I was going to go for. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a bad decision that James O'Connor's been named as the captain. He do- He is one of the older players in that team and he is definitely a leader. I just hope he doesn't get... Uh, an injury that would rule him out as well.
1: Yeah, look, and that's obviously the hope for a lot of the teams where they've got some really key players without a huge amount of depth behind them. Um, But I, I just would caution people that, look at this and accuse him of being the same old, same old James Conner of prior years. I don't think his desire to go and challenge himself in New Zealand competition is, in, is as indicative of perhaps the selfishness that we have seen from mm. him in previous iterations of Jock. So I just maybe back off a little bit from people pace, pace, uh, painting him with the same brush. Yep. Uh, Dan McKellar has re-signed at the Brumbies till the end of 2022, along with the assistant coaches, Laurie Fisher and Rod Seeb. Great news. Fantastic for the Brumbies. Fantastic for Australian rugby. Uh, you just kind of wonder if you might have a one-year extension after that yep. and look at s- applying for the Wallabies role if Dave Rennie doesn't get an extension after the next World Cup. Well,
0: he's definitely been that around that Wallabies squad uh, of coaches for the last few years, yeah. he was offered that attack position with the Wallabies last year, and he turned it mm-hmm. down to mm-hmm. stay with um with the Brumbies. So he's definitely got those aspirations, I would imagine. I, I think what he's trying to do, but they've got a really good setup at the Brumbies right now, and I think he's trying to create kind of, uh like a dynasty similar to the the Crusaders. Yeah. Um, that they've now won Super Rugby AU. They've been pushing for Super Rugby in in its sort of old format, we may not see, we may not know what that looks like going forward, but I think his plan is like a long-term plan to really set up this club to succeed in the long-term and really bring in some, some real, um, some real victory and some silverware to the closet. So yeah, I can understand why he's doing it. It's great. And he may also shape up to be that perfect Wallabies coach come 2024 after the
1: next world cup. Yep. Well, let's keep on moving. Jack Dempsey is going to be departing the Waratahs. Yet another experienced quality player leaving the Waratahs, however, it's at the end of the Super AU season. He's heading over to Glasgow Warriors in Scotland. Now, that's an interesting one, particularly because he's leaving at the end of Super AU is what all the reports are saying. So that mean, does that mean he's not here for the Trans-Tasman Comp? Because that's not Super Rugby AU, is it?
0: It's not. Um, you would imagine I don't know exact dates around when the um, Pro 14 starts up and and first round is, but he has signed on for that 2020 to 2021 uh, sorry 2021 2022 season. So you would imagine that he'd be playing for them this year. It's in that contract. So depending yeah. on what the time frame is with Super Rugby AU and the Trans Tasman comp, um, I guess it comes down to how long he needs. Prior to be, to joining the team and getting essentially a preseason with Glasgow, yeah, I yeah. um I did say to you when this was announced that watch watch what happens Jack Dempsey come November is going to be the most sought after back rower in Australian rugby. He's going to be phenomenal. No one's going to be anywhere <laughs> near him because that just seems to be the curse of Australian rugby players at the moment. You sign with some international team and then all of a sudden you have your best year. Everyone else falls over injured, and you're the starting um, Wallabies. Position come kind of t- international test window, and then you're off out of Super Rugby. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> Matt
1: Phillip, Ned Hannigan, Rob Simmons yeah yeah the list goes on yeah okay um okay two other quick domestic points before we move on so the first one we'll touch on is the wallabies have taken a really significant pay hit on their match appearance uh payments going from ten thousand dollars per appearance down to five thousand now the beneficial thing about this and a very generous and magnanimous thing about this is that it is allowing regular super au players to return to full salaries and i fully commend and applaud this decision and the negotiations that Rupert under um, Maddy Tamua have made within this it's it's very very impressive
0: yeah I love it I think it's great sharing some of that um, sharing the, the wealth around really and making sure that everyone in Super Rugby AU is on equal pay before we start looking at Wallabies players as being that next step up I think it's great it's a good base and it really it does highlight that there's um there's a like an understanding in the play level that we're all in this together, which is good to see as well. There's not kind of an elitist view that being a Wallabies player means you're so much better
1: and you're worth more than being just a generic super rugby player. Agreed. Okay, the last domestic piece of news that we'll touch on is the confirmation of law variations that'll be in play for the Super AU season. Uh, I'll just quickly run through some of the key ones. First one is that Super uh, red-carded players can be replaced by a substitute after 20 minutes. There'll also be a five-second time limit to use the ball once available to uh, eradicate Caterpillar rucks where all the forwards jump on. That's technically on. that's technically not a new rule. That's no, always been the a rule, enforce but it's officiated. It. Yeah, they're going to yep. enforce it. Yep. Um, they only have 30 seconds to restart play after point are scored. Uh, scrum resets will be timed by the television match if you should to crack down on unnecessary delays. If a match is drawn, the teams that score the first try in extra time will automatically win the contest. No penalties or drop goals can be taken.
0: So it's no longer super point or golden point. It's now, now try.
1: Um, golden try. Yeah, Super time. Uh, yeah, look, i uh, don't want to touch on that one for now Um, the match will be drawn if no tries are scored in a two five minute periods and you still have the 50-22-22-50 kicks that you gain possession back from so uh, is there any are there any of those that you want to just very briefly there's one other
0: one that they have mentioned in there as well um, is the TMO will now be responsible for making sure that the scrums get reset within 30 seconds of the referee making the mark Ah, which is a great change because it means that no longer is it up to the referee to officiate making sure that the the players are doing the right thing in the front row um, and not doing anything illegal, but also ensuring that the time's running. So the TMO is now responsible for, I guess, I I would imagine it would come down to when you're getting to like 10 seconds and they're still sort of fuddling around, that he'd start counting down in the ref's ears so the ref really knows, guys, come on, five, four, let's set this scrum. So hopefully that that, um, speeds things up around scrum time.
1: Brilliant. Okay. Well, why don't we move on to the international uh, news? And there are really just three quick things to fly through. So Kopi Kepu is leaving London Irish immediately or has already left due to some serious family issues back in New Zealand. There's no detail. There's no specific information that has been provided and is unlikely to be, but he was reme- released immediately by the club. Uh, so best wishes and best all the best for Sukopi Kepu and, and I'm just, concern it is.
0: I've just got to say, as a, as a massive Suk- Sukopi Kepu fan and a loyal Waratahs fan, I really hope we don't see him popping up for the Highlanders or the Chiefs oh, that would
1: come be... the second half oh, of the year. no. <laughs> no, no, he's too no, good. No, no Kepu, please uh, no. Don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, July, The July test. So Australia is going to be playing France in July and New Zealand are hosting Italy World Rugby will be making a decision on those tours at the end of March for their viability, considering the COVID state of the world. you reckon uh, the- that
0: there's any chance that we could put a petition into World Rugby to swap those oppositions? Because I would much <laughs> rather play Italy than France at the moment. I'd, they I'd are on to fire. Watch,
1: I'd love to watch New Zealand play France. I know, right? NBA. How good would that be? Let's swap
0: those around and everyone's winning.
1: That's a really good point. Okay. All right. We'll start a petition happening. (laughs) And then the last one is the Under-20s World Championship has been cancelled. It was due to be played in Italy in June, July. Um, It's cancelled. It was cancelled last year as well. Meant to be in Italy uh, and they just bumped it back a year. So for the last few years, there has been no Under-20s World Championship, which is sad. It's a shame. Uh, It's a real shame because... Completely understandable, but...
0: It's a shame though because Australia did really well in the under-20s platform a few years ago and we can see that um, those players are coming through now into the firstly the super rugby format, but now into the Wallabies as well. So it's really important that as, as a sport, we do have this under-20s platform to develop these players. I understand we can't do it at the moment, but I really f- hope that World Rugby has that front of mind to keep that platform going forward in the future
1: good thoughts okay well that's it for the news mate why don't we move into the interview with andrew swain love it let's go and we are absolutely privileged to have andrew swain now of what is it channel nine and stan sports join us how are you Swainy? thanks so much for coming on
2: yeah thanks for having us guys um going really well we're a week out from the season and um, you know, if I had any hair, I'd probably wouldn't have any more, but, uh, we're getting there and it's going to be a great kickoff to the start of the season
1: we are we are super excited. Um, we've been hyping it up big time, and even just with that little promotional teaser video that um, nine dropped relatively recently that was just hyping up rugby hard, it was it was spine tingling, it was chilling, and it was just great to see this level of commitment that they have brought to the board. Um, I was driving out to uh, the mountains yesterday to visit some family and I actually saw a billboard advertising rugby union. I do not remember the last time I saw public advertising for the sport of rugby union. So just from that point of view, you guys are doing a great job already.
2: Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I I guess it's the kind of yellow car theory. If you have a yellow car, then you keep seeing yellow cars, but I I just keep walking around town and seeing that billboard, Um, the stand billboard for rugby, the new home of rugby. It's on every bus stop. It's uh, it's every billboard that I drive past. It seems to be on. So Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I can't remember the last time I saw rugby advertised on a billboard either. Um, and it's fantastic. And look, it's, it's great to be part of this big family. I mean, Stan's one of the biggest, um, streaming platforms in Australia. Um, and they're launching into sport, you know, pretty similarly to what Fox Sports did 25 years ago with rugby. Um, they, Fox Sports launched with rugby Stand Sport are now launching with rugby, and to do that, they're using one of the iconic brands of sport in Australia, Wide World of Sports, to do that. So, uh, and to produce it and to, to bring that level of um, production value to it. So, um, yeah, guys, it's, it's really exciting what this sort of partnership is going to bring. Um, and you know, they've got a great team on board, both production and um, talent as well um and yeah i'm so super pumped for it it's what the sport needed Uh, i'm actually walking down the street and hearing people talking about rugby again Uh, and it's probably because they're seeing it on billboards and because they're seeing it pumped up on the tennis coverage um and that they're hearing it on 2gb and hearing it you know reading about it in in the the newspapers it's it's got that whole empire um backing it at the moment it's brilliant just brilliant to see I think the
0: thing that I've got most excited from this already, it's only been, it's been a few weeks now, we're only a week now from kickoff, but just turning on channel nine news at seven o'clock on a weekday. And we've got rugby in the sports section. We've got talks around injuries and players and the season, kicking off soon, the Waratahs, how their preparations are coming along. And we haven't had that in ever. So having that on the, on the mainstream is just
2: awesome. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, the, the six o'clock news is probably the most watched um, television show in, in Australia, you know, across every market, um, you know, nightly anyway. And um, to see rugby on there, you know, pretty much every night. I, I've watched it every night and I reckon there's been a rugby story every night for the last probably three or four weeks. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's exciting to see. As I said, you know, there's... There's a huge backing between Stan, Widewater Sports, um, the Fairfax newspapers, you've got 2GB and that that network of radio. Um, they're all just pulling in the same direction. And, you know, and I'm a former Fox Sports employee as well. And, and you know, that that um you know that that's been um you know missing probably the last few years for, for a variety of reasons, probably. But um, you know, now the now the 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 company who um, the broadcasters that have bought it are ready to to pull in the right direction and they're all in the same direction. And uh, that, I think that's very powerful.
1: I completely agree. Now, what we might actually do before we jump into the kind of broadcasting side of things with the Super Mark. AU is um, actually to speak a bit more about yourself as kind of a pundit, as somebody who's going to be a part of the new face of rugby. Now, we obviously know some of your background, your involvement in Super Rugby, your involvement in Shoot Shield, etc. But is can you, can you give us a bit of a brief overview of kind of who you are, your body of work and the experience you have within a rugby broadcasting sphere?
2: Yeah, look, um, you know, it's weird talking about myself. I find it a bit strange because normally I like <laughs> telling the stories of all the other guys. But I'm so I'm from Brisbane, um, you know, grew up there for, for my formative years and um, went to a public school up there, but loved the game of rugby. Um, played club rugby up there um, for, for Brothers, um, which is, you know, pretty iconic uh, rugby club in Brisbane. And... Um, you know, so I played grade footy up there, first grade and, you know, a variety of other grades, um, but was always interested in media and communications and did that at uni. And then when I finished uni, um, I managed to get myself a job down in Sydney on Fox Sports News um, and did that for a few years, was reporting, did a lot of rugby stuff because that was my passion, but had to do a bit of everything else as well. And then um, got the opportunity to move into the rugby production department at uh, Fox Sports and um, did that for, you know, close to a decade. Um, I was at Fox Sports for 13 years in total. um, And, you know, I I was there for the really good times um, and there were some really good times that, you know, I think that back sort of probably 10 years ago, the rugby coverage at the time was as a coverage as any sport anywhere in the world it was the first to do things like ref cam it was the first to do corner post cams it was the first to do so many of those innovations Um, and you know then that that kind of um that fell away for a variety of reasons and and look you know the the success of the sport has um you know been a contributor to that uh, you know the, the wallabies and and the Aussie super rugby teams as well but um anyway so I, I worked on the the coverage there and then um nine and stan um bought the the rights and uh, and i've moved across there but in that in that time at fox I, w- I was very lucky to be able to hone some commentary skills through um nrc through club rugby also did the club rugby on um on sevens coverage of the shoot shield which was was i was lucky enough to be able to do um and and sort of hone those skills and then um I, last year i called my first test match which was um very <laughs> we exciting. loved it we
1: loved it yeah mate. You did yeah, very well. yeah
2: it was uh it was a heck of a night uh afternoon um and yeah then then uh and then the the, the sport left uh left fox and now i'm with Widewater sports which is you know, growing up as a sports fan, um, as a young kid who was obsessed with cricket and rugby and and all other sports, um, to be working for that brand now, Wide Sports, it's I oh, like it's a dream come true, uh, for one, um, and to be able to actually contribute to that in you know, a commentary and a production capacity as well, um, is is so exciting. Um, so yeah, I'm look, I'm one of the lucky ones. Um, I was very lucky to you know, get, get a few shots when they happened. And, um, yeah, uh, now I want to take it forward and, and certainly grow the game, grow the coverage of the game. Um, and and I know that there's a lot of people uh, on our team now who are looking to do the same. And what
0: is it about the game of rugby that you love so much?
2: Yeah, look, uh, I love it so much. And, And it, and it comes from that those early days playing club footy, um, met so many of my lifelong friends uh, playing club rugby um, and uh, and being involved in that environment. Uh, it was such an inclusive environment. You know, I was actually one of the, I was one of the, the odd guys at that time who went to a public school and didn't, didn't, you know, play school rugby, schoolboy rugby, which is such an important pathway um, as we know. But um to be able to go into that environment and still feel like one of the boys and and um and and then make those lifelong friends and um and get that you know that that inclusive nature of it. That's that's what I love about the game of rugby. Um but also it's just a fun sport to play, right? Like it's yeah. so much fun. <laughs> it's just a really fun sport to play. Like there's you know got for a guy like me who's you know six foot six and and I was I was playing fourth grade Um, subbies a few years ago and um, and could still run around and hide and be a bit of a (laughs) ruck inspector but still contribute to the game and uh, um, that was that but that's what I love about it you know you can you can play and and you know there's now I'm 36 years old I qualify for golden oldies so that's that's a a result as well so don't tell my wife um, but that's something I'd like to do at, at some point as well
1: Mate, I'm, I'm one of those heathens that loves the sport but never actually played it. Um, And so I'm at the point where I'm about to hit the golden oldies but for the soccer side of things. And I just can't wait. Lining up against 18-year-olds fresh out of school is just the end of me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so not I, fun, is it? <laughs> it's really not. Like, you, you try and hide from the realities of time, but there's just no hiding when you're against an 18 or 19-year-old. Um, Now, one of the interesting things that we're really excited for is just a change. Now, in, in some of your responsibilities, about the transition that you had going from Fox um, over to Stan and Wild World of Sports. You were speaking about the opportunity they have to bring a bit of a fresh perspective into the broadcast. Um, now, I unders- we understand that maybe some details you can't exactly talk about, but could you just maybe give us some hints, give us some teasers about what fans may be able to expect that differs from the norm that was a Fox Sports coverage?
2: Yeah, look, I um- as I said, you know, there's there's this empire behind it now. Everyone's pulling in the same direction, so that that's really exciting. Um, from a talent perspective, you're going to get a really fresh new team. Um, you know, it's a, it's a little bit younger skewed, but there's still some old experience heads there as well. Um, everyone brings a slightly different skill set to that as well. Um, you know, commentary is a skill, and um, there are certain there are certain characters and certain. Um, uh, ways that people will like to carry themselves. And I think this will will really freshen that up. Um, you know, guys, guys like Justin Harrison, um, you know, who um, is, you know, dry as a bone. And for a guy who, a guy who was nicknamed the plank is extremely intelligent. Um, it, it's, it's quite, it's, Quite the oxymoron, but it's um, he's he's a really and he's also just a funny guy, right? And he's a really good personality, loves the game of rugby more than life itself, um, and and will really bring that passion to it. You know, then you've got guys like Andrew Mertens, right? Now, bringing a Kiwi perspective into (laughs) our national coverage is um, unique, I think. And and look, Channel Nine and the Wide World of Sports have done that over the years probably better than anyone with their cricket coverage. Yep. Yep. Um, and, you know, guys like Michael Holding and, and David Gower and, you know, the list goes on. There's, there's hundreds of them that have been involved who, who aren't Aussie. And um, and look, there's a big Kiwi population in Australia as well. Uh, and this will be broadcast in New Zealand as well. So um, I think that's that was a really important appointment. And merch is a really funny guy as well again. Um, but he's, he, he's an intelligent guy too, um, brings a lot of intelligence. And then you've got people like Alana Ferguson, um, who is um, best known for her uh, areas on the, on the um, rugby league coverage. And, and she's a Jillaroo, but she's also a dual international. She played sevens for Australia, has quite a brilliant analytical brain. So can, can sit and watch some vision. And then break it down and actually show us on the on the screen with some X's and O's what's happening. And um, and and you know for such a young um, a young female talent um, to be able to bring that kind of insight is going to be really unique. So yeah, look, I mean that's just in a nutshell around the talent. Um, but then in terms of just the the production value of the coverage, there's going to be more cameras than. Um, has been on super rugby for quite a few years Um, you know things like spider cam um, that that's gonna that's gonna get a run in super rugby and and we all know what spider cam can bring in terms of looking at scrums um, looking at how backline moves form and things like that it's it's just a it's a great unique view of the game of rugby Um, and there'll be other couple of other little toys that you'll see um, rolled out, that will just give <laughs> us, yeah, just, just little, little, um, you know, different camera angles and things like that, that, um, you know, give you all just a bit more. I mean, this is the, the beauty of this is it's going on Stan, right, which is an entertainment platform. And um, you know, the, a lot of their entertainment shows and their, their series and stuff like that, have really got that cinematic feel. And we want to bring that to rugby as well. We want to, we want to tell stories, um, we want to tell stories really well, and um, and so you know from a from a feature point of view, you know we're going to go out and, and we're going to tell those stories of all the all the players out there, you know men and women, um, you know and 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 tell and, and bring that to to us to Australians in a uh, in a new, unique fashion. So yeah, it's um, it, we're really going to we're going to up that production value big time, and uh, that's what this coverage on Stan and Wildwater sports is going to bring. And um, you know, if, if you want to watch it all, you've got to get Stan. So um, <laughs> I'm
1: pretty sure if, we've already both, both of us have already got we'll that. Be there. And I've been seeing so many tweets of people uh, getting rid of previous subscriptions that we won't name and then jumping on board onto the new ones. So yeah. it's, uh, it's exciting.
2: Oh mate, it's, you know, it's 10 bucks a month. Like that's, that's nothing, is it? So, um, you know, that's, a, um, that's cheap as chips. So, yeah, look, it's, it's, really, it's a really good, um, you know, the price point I think was really important and, uh, and they've done that so well, Stan. Stan is a well-oiled machine, I've got to say. Like, they are such a, a brilliant company run by brilliant people um, and, and, you know, they've got a brilliant marketing um, brand behind them as well and I think you've seen that with, with a lot of that, that marketing um, yeah, so look, I'm, I'm just really excited to to up the production value to a point where you know you you know you're watching on stand. That's gonna be that's gonna be the point that um will prove over the, the course of the next three years at least mitch had the uh, opportunity
1: to go to the rugby world cup in japan and one of the things that i'm sorry mitch i'll tell you i'll tell this story that you already know that's all right Um, but one of the things that he (laughs) was coming back from there was that idea that they actually were trying to educate a a largely non-rugby knowing population or audience by providing little inserts or explanations of different rules and just opportunities to grow an understanding of the game now considering um the opportunity that we have on free-to-air rugby where there are a lot of intricacies about rugby union that even like pundits like ourselves go what was that for what's what's a ref called there is that aspect of catering for a non-rugby
2: audience a part of the plan yeah it's a big priority and um and look we're not going to change the fabric of the game we still want to you know cater for the the people who love rugby and, and those rugby nerds like me you and you guys as well. Like we, we're going to cater for all that, but there's going to be, a, you know, times when we're going to have to sit and explain something and we don't want to gloss over it. You actually want to take the time to educate the audience um, on what's happening on the field. And that's why we've assembled the talent that we have, because a lot of those people are just really good at explaining, um, you know, in, in the simplest terms possible, what's happening on the field. So, yeah, look, that's definitely a priority. Uh, and we do that in a variety of ways, you know. It'll be in the coverage, in the, in the game coverage, but also in our pre- and post-game shows, we'll, we'll be, um, you know, going deeper and analysing a, a lot of, you know, with those X's and O's, but also, um, you know, in different ways as well. The, you know, just the, the way that we tell our stories are going to be, you um, know, in, in a way that we can engage as many people and as many um, people in the, of the sporting you know, fan population as possible.
0: And I did see um, this afternoon, Stan did put something out a little, I think it was 30 second video, Sean Maloney running through what is rugby and, and a brief overview of the rules. And that's definitely something that we're starting to see.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like that's a perfect example, isn't it? And, and as I said just before, like the people at Stan who are, um, you know, driving the marketing and the branding and all that sort of stuff are brilliant people um and that that's i think is a highly engaging really entertaining little video i, I quite enjoyed it i had a smile on my face yeah. afterwards so um you know that's that's in a nutshell the type of stuff that you will see but also there's, there's a whole lot more there's there's so many layers to it that um you know and, and we're also we're, we're really we're a guinea pig as well Like we're simulcasting on Stan and on Wildwater sports at the same time. Um, I don't think that's really been done before no. ever. Yeah. Um, streaming and, and terrestrial TV. Um, when one goes to a commercial break, the other one just keeps going. Um, you know, there's, there's, uh, so many layers to this production and, um, look, my brain, I'm not going to lie. My brain's melted out my ears. As as <laughs> trying to put it all together. But, um, and, and you know, this is a real, um, watershed moment for sports broadcasting. Um, you know, we're guinea pigs. And, you know, and I hope we get it right the first night. I think we will. Um, <laughs> but uh, there'll be certainly, definitely little things to iron out as the, the, the course of the uh, broadcasts go on. But it's uh, it's we've got the best people, best producers, all passionate about the game, all passionate about making good television as well. So it's going to be uh, really exciting.
0: You did mention before your time at Fox Sports, they were the forefront of some... Innovative new technologies and things um, moving across to Stan. Well, one of the things that Fox Sports did quite well is in their uh, sort of lighthearted approach. They were miking up players and, and just giving us a new insight into the game, being able to hear some of the action that was happening on the field. Is there similar kind of avenues that Stan's looking at, at exploring through technology, through um, being able to get fans into a unique perspective um, and just in amongst their team a little bit
2: more? Oh look, without a doubt, I'm sure that that's in everyone's plans um, going forward to bring all those unique perspectives um, to to the platform. And look, there's you know there are so many different things that we could do. Yeah, Um, that's that's probably the beauty of this, uh, and that's what has me so excited about being part of this rugby coverage is that like we could be you know in a production meeting on a Monday morning and go, why don't we try this? And and we can go and everyone will look around and go yeah let's do it and and there's this like there's just this really positive can-do attitude about it um you know and look yeah, i think that um i think that we'll definitely see all those little types of innovations um yep. all those all those things that that bring you closer to the game uh, without a doubt we'll see that on the coverage of both wild sports and stan
1: yeah cool now, you mentioned some of the different personalities that we're going to be seeing in a broadcast team earlier. Um, we, I just wanted to ask a little bit more detail about some of the other people that are involved, just in case, I don't know, people listening may not have a huge idea of their background or maybe what they're specifically bringing to that dynamic. Now, you've got Nick McCardle there, who really is like the gentleman father of Australian rugby. I feel like everybody loves him. And he just does everything right. He's never done anything wrong. Hair's always immaculate, suits so perfect. Like he's just <laughs> the man. Um, with, with some of the other people, like are there particular personalities that you're really looking forward to seeing come out uh, on live TV?
2: Yeah, look, um, I mentioned Alana and and yep. Justin Harrison before. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing their personalities come out. Um, you know, Roz Kelly's one that uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing. She, she's such a, a consummate professional. Um, been involved in the coverage of so many sports uh, over the past decade. Uh, I worked with Roz back at Fox Sports News back in the day, very early on in the piece. Um, and then she went on to become a big star. Um, and, and she's she's going to be uh, front and centre of our coverage as well and bring that professionalism. She knows how to get the best out of, you know, her, for lack of a better word, victims that she interviews. She's just very, <laughs> very good at getting those extra little bit of, um, that little bit of information. Um, you know, Tim Horan, he's, he's back on the coverage as well. Uh, I, I just think, there's no one in, who I've ever called with who brings a better energy to a to a commentary. Um, he can match the hype when you need to, and um, so he's going to bring that. Um, you know, who else? Morgan Turanui, an analyst, um, an analyst's eye. Um, you know, you guys are rugby ruckus fans. You've listened yeah. to that yep. um, before. Uh, you know, I hear, I hear you say the word body of work. Yep, yep, Reminded totally. <laughs> <Reminded> <laughs> so in you, there. Kimber and, and, uh, and Morgs, But um, he's one of the smartest guys in the room and uh, or is the smartest guy in the room in terms of, um, you know, the game of rugby. Uh, he'll be able to break it down and really, really get into that nitty gritty. So, yeah, look, that's just a, a few. Drew Mitchell as well. Um, you know, we've seen him. He's, he's got that larrikin um, vibe to him. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, he's well-credentialed, isn't he? You know, he's, uh, yeah, he went to yeah. three World Cups. Um, you know, he can bring that um, perspective that yeah. the, most, the most recently retired player. Yeah. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing that and, and seeing how he um, can give us that insight into a modern-day dressing shed. And yep. um and that's that's what I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, so that, that's pretty much the team, I'm pretty sure. Oh, big big Sean Maloney as well will be calling play by play. Um, you know, as I said before about Tim, the 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 excitement that he brings, Shawnee brings in spades as well, doesn't yep. he? Yep, 100%. Real unique character. Uh, and so looking forward to hearing the big fella do his nut against the in the red V <laughs> Tars on, uh, on Can't wait. Can't wait. If we do look at Super Rugby AU now, uh,
0: who are you sort of hoping is going to take out the comp this year? Who's your favorite? Who's you have up to, to be, remain
1: impartial. <laughs>
0: yeah, who's shaping up to be your favorite if you're allowed to say?
2: Oh, look, you know, i pride myself on being impartial, but um, being a busy boy. I'm a Queenslander. Um, I reckon the Reds are actually going to be really hard to beat this year. Yeah, I, yeah. I genuinely do. Look, losing Liam Wright's a big blow. Mm. Um, that that's huge because he's he's sort of their their leader, their talisman, um, if you will. But you know they've got some real depth in that back row area, so they'll they'll be able to fill his shoes uh, in at least in a playing capacity pretty well. Um, but they were have been the big improvers over the last two years, haven't they? The Reds yeah, they yep. made the final. Against the Brumbies, I think they'll step that up a level as well. A lot of those guys who, um, you know, played in that under twenties team, like the Harry Wilsons and Fraser McWrights of the world, have got that extra year of um, not only Super Rugby experience but Test rugby experience yeah. now as well. And I think bringing that to the table, um, that'll yeah, I, I think that they'll be hard to beat. But the Brumbies are. I've been down to Ginderby uh, during the preseason and um, got to sit in and. Um, you know, have a list, good listen to, to what the Brumbies are doing and they're red hot as well. I yeah. think I think they'll be the two teams that will carry the flag um, in Super Rugby AU and then probably be able to challenge big time uh, at, in Trans-Tasman as well.
1: Now, with that in mind, knowing you're a Queenslander, I'm assuming for this question, which games are you personally looking forward to calling the most? Is anything with the Reds?
2: Yeah, I love calling. I actually just love calling. Um, I, don't, I could call you know under eights, um, C4 <laughs> Raiders v Manly Roos like I, 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 don't, I don't um I, I don't mind but um I'm actually I'm calling the Brumbies V Force on Friday oh, night oh, um, yes. which is the, the stand exclusive game um, and I'm really looking forward to that um I, you know I'm looking forward to calling the Force this year they've got they're like the they're like the barbarians international team international barbarians yeah, that's it. They've got, I mean, Buenos Aires is like a suburb of Perth now. Yeah. Um, and then they've got Rob Carney as well. who's come over from Ireland. So, yeah, look, that'll be, that'll be a really interesting uh, encounter. I think, you know, I think the Brumbies are probably be too classy on the night. But the, I, I think that the force will definitely win some games this year. They didn't do yeah. it last year. They'll win some games this year
1: that trial match really showed what they're capable of um, yeah. the, the level of physicality that they brought to it, but also just the um the ability to vary the play in ways that we didn't really see last year is, was really, really exciting. And they, they really challenged the Brumbies at the breakdown as well, which is an area that the Brumbies would be working on a lot since then, because you don't see that very often, the Brumbies getting beaten at their own breakdown.
2: No, that's right. That's right. And you're absolutely right. Like, the, the variety that the western force showed um, in in attack and in you know just in the way in their shape of play um, that was really interesting um, it's something that we haven't seen in a lot of teams in in Australian rugby a lot of our teams are, you know they find their areas that they're strong in and they just they, they hammer those but the force seemed seem to be you know have a bit of variety didn't they so mm. no, that would be very interesting I think on Friday night over in Perth um, so that's, you know, they'll have the home crowd behind them. The, apparently it's a sellout already. I think a COVID sellout. COVID, yeah, Sea of Blue, exactly. A COVID sellout. They didn't get to play in Perth last year. So they'll have a lot to prove, I think, on night one.
0: With, um, with the format that we're seeing of rugby this year, we've got Super Rugby AU up first and then the Trans-Tasman comp later in the year. How are we sort of expecting that to form up with the coverage? Are we going to see you and Sean calling some of the games later in the year, or will we see a partnership with the coverage from Sky Sports in New Zealand?
2: Yeah, look, because um, we're showing all of Super Rugby Aotearoa as well, so um, the Sky Guys obviously produce that over in New Zealand, and we're but we're very much a. It feels like from a broadcast perspective, we're very collaborative. So yep. you'll see a lot of their faces on our coverage and vice versa. Yep. Uh, and yeah, but you're right. In, in When it gets to the Trans-Tasman Super Rugby Trans-Tasman competition, Sean and I will be calling um, you know, on this side of the ditch and then we'll cool. have Nisbo, TJ and um, you know the rest of their team calling on the other side of the ditch. And uh, yeah, it's, look, I'm looking forward to that Super Round as well. Um, yeah. Third round. Oh, they haven't decided where that's going to be yet. I hope it's this side of the ditch. Yep. <laughs> um, um, but uh, yeah, that's going to be um, awesome. Uh, you know, it's, I think that's a really great innovation as well for for rugby. It's something they need to do. It's sort of similar to that Brisbane ten, uh, the Brisbane Tens that we saw a few
0: years ago. So I'm very much hoping that we can see that being hosted up in Brisbane again.
2: Yeah, that was awesome too. I got to I actually cut my teeth on the. Fox coverage on the Brisbane Tens. I think um, I did some NRC before that, but yeah, got a crack um, doing Brisbane Tens, and that was so fun. Um, such a great event, you know. It was, I mean, it was steaming hot, yeah, uh, in the summer in Brisbane. But um, great event. I, I, I don't think it quite got the um, the plaudits that it deserved. It was nice. such. A, it was actually really fun. I think anyone who went and watched it, I think, enjoyed it.
0: I'm really hoping they bring something like that back in the next few years and hopefully Sydney gets a crack because I would love to attend. And if not, I'd make the trip up to Brisbane for it. Oh,
2: How good would Bank West Stadium be um, for that? Like, it'd be brilliant. Yeah. Totally
1: well what we might do now is transition to some of our listener questions so we let the fans know that there was a special someone coming onto the podcast and it's valentine's evening as we record and they sent in a bunch of relationship-based questions that i thought you could help but to start with hugh Tyndall has asked if there's any particular insights or changes into the broadcasting that we're going to be seeing you've already spoken to that so we might skip past that one um gold digger rugby has asked would they, or you guys, consider sponsoring an annual national schools knockout competition that's televised. So at the schoolboy level of rugby,
2: it's a good question. Um, probably above my pay grade. To be- <laughs> Come on,
1: make a decision for the whole company now, please. Yeah, do it on your feet. Yeah. Go.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I'd love to see um, yeah. some schools rugby um, played on, you know, on television. Um, doesn't matter where it is. I'd just love to see it. Um, you know, we all know how entertaining it is. Um, it's a. It's still a the real lifeblood of, of Australian rugby is um, in schools and club rugby. Um, and, yeah, look, I'd love to see it. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know if I can say for certain <laughs> that we're doing that. Um, yeah, I want to have, have a job tomorrow. So, <laughs> um, yeah, my salary is probably going to pay for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it, um, it, it would be great to see, though, wouldn't it?
0: This next one comes from Russell the Rugby. And first one, he's got a bit of a shout-out to Ben Kimba. So he says, we need to see an official body of work shirt with the Stan logo. Um, <laughs> but the real question is, is Nine doing anything internally to help grow the game in the short or medium term that perhaps Fox didn't do or that we as fans might not be fully aware of? Have they potentially learned anything from Fox?
2: Well, I mean, I worked at Fox. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've learned... I've learned everything that I, that I know from that joint. So um, yeah, look, definitely have learned. Um, And in terms of, um, you know, working on uh, how we grow the game in from an internal point of view, uh, look, I I definitely think that that's a, that's a priority. Like we, we're under no illusion that what we're about to do is extremely important for the game of rugby. Um, You know, the whole, from the production team, from, from the top right down to, you know our young young fellas in there who are cutting our bits of overlay and stuff like that. Like everyone knows that what we're about to do is really important um, for the game. So I can I can't really you know say yeah speak too too much to to you know what we're um, what we're actually going to do to mm-hmm. to do that that we might yeah. not be, but know that it is an extremely it's top priority to make this game look as good as it can, and we know it can. Uh, we know it can be awesome and um, and we're going to make it look that way. So that, I mean, I don't know if that answers the question too well, but it, it, certain, it certainly is a huge priority for us to um, sell the game to the masses. Yeah. And you know, I think yeah. for
0: me um, personally, that that's nearly enough. It sort of seemed like in the last few years, Fox was kind of content with what they had. And as fans, we were starting to become a bit sick of just, having the same stuff over and over again and not really seeing an improvement. Um, And just to know that Stan and Channel 9 have this, uh, the thought of improving the game and improving the coverage front of mind is just reassuring for me.
2: Yeah, absolutely. As I said, we're all pulling in the same direction. uh, First time in a long time. And, um, you know, it's going to be a collective effort um, from the talent to the producers to the top brass up the top, making all the decisions. Everyone knows that, this game can be awesome on TV. It can be a, yeah. will, a really good TV product uh, as well as as well as well a game that, you know, little boys and girls out there want to play. And yeah. uh, we want to make sure that um, all the boys and girls out there, you know, will be able to see what we're going to do. We want to make heroes out of um, the current crop of player, both men and women. Um, yeah. That's a really big priority as yeah. well. We want to be able to. We want to be want people to be able to walk down the street and tell us who Taniella Tupo is, yeah. who Jake Gordon is, tell us who Matt Tamur is. You know, like they, we want them to be household names, and we yeah. will do that. Awesome. Yep,
1: that's super exciting. Now, one of the one of the questions that again, it might be in a different area of rather than a broadcast side of things, and you do, but it is to do with the NRC. Now, the NRC has died a quiet death. It seems that nobody has really realised it's gone. Um, do you Are you aware if there's any off discussion of a replacement or is that something that RA will really be focusing on and then it's at a level between RA and Stan that's far, far above?
2: Yeah, look, I probably couldn't answer that, but I loved the NRC. I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. Um, thought it was a, you know, my mates used to give me a bit of um, bit of heat around the fact they used to call me NRC Flanders because I <laughs> I, um, I loved it so much, was so positive about it, um, and you know, like it had its challenges, that's for sure, as a as a product. Um, but I know that the rugby that was played in that competition was brilliant, yeah. um, and I know that a lot of the people who played in that competition have now we've seen them uh, excel in gold jerseys so look i don't know what the plans are going forward um with that third tier of of rugby but i feel like it's very important um you know i'd, I'd hope that if there isn't plans to bring back that competition that there is plans to elevate club rugby um that's probably that's probably what i'd i'd do if I was in a decision-making role, um, given that, yeah, you're right. It's died a very quiet death, um, and it's sad. I, I, I loved NRC. I thought it was great.
0: Uh, another thing that was sort of tossed around when the the rights were kind of on the free to M of oh, on the market uh, was the idea of the State of the Union. Is that yeah. something that we might see coming in the future potentially? Is it still on the table, or is it? Good, good
2: question. Of, I don't know, but. I'm not. I'm not actually sure, but okay. I. Uh, I like the idea again. Yeah. Like I, I like the idea. I mean, we're going to see it this Friday night, aren't we? With are. red cars. Um, but actually, players who were born and or you know not not necessarily born, but played their first bit of rugby in their state of origin, so to speak, state of the union. Um, yeah, that that would be pretty cool, I reckon, because I reckon the Queenslanders had smoked the New South Welshman. Oh, I don't know what about that. What happened the last time? I don't time, know about that.
1: What's happened the last two times that we've met? Um, remind us. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure we're two for nil the last two 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 for nil out of the last two we won't remember much before that but that's okay um (laughs) well on that positive note of the waratahs actually getting a win which may or may not happen this season um why don't we finish things up there and i just want to start with saying mate thank you absolutely so much for your time it's been an absolute pleasure having you on and just to share the excitement of what is coming up this season
2: yeah, thanks for having me, guys. And, and look, I'm super pumped about this. Everyone on our team is super pumped. Um, I can't tell you how excited we are. Um, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of um, groundbreaking television that's about to come, I reckon. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really exciting. It's great that rugby has the opportunity to showcase that first. Um, and look, happy to chat anytime.
1: You're an absolute I- legend. Thank you so much. You're a gentleman and a scholar and cannot wait for rugby to kick off this coming Friday. Let's get involved.
0: And I just want to say, everyone, go out there and subscribe to Stan so you can get all of the latest rugby action that's going around. Stan Sport, look it up.
1: 10 bucks, easy, good price point.
0: All right, catch you, mate. Okay, now it is time to preview Super Rugby AU Round 1. We have finally got to the rugby for 2021. How exciting. Now, how this format is going to work moving forward for the rest of the season... We will do our overview or we'll, we'll say the, what games are being played. So there's two Super Rugby AU games a weekend. Um, we will give an overview of how we think the game's going to go. And then we'll give our tips. And now those tips is will be what goes into Super Brew. So this will generally come out on a Monday or a Tuesday. And that's the tips that we have to stick by. This <laughs> will be announced prior to the team is being announced on a Wednesday afternoon. Um, just keep that in mind. Same as this week, it will be the same going forward. So, Ando, no changing
1: your tips from when we record the pod to when it comes out. If it helps, I've already locked mine in and I did it about two weeks ago. So. Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm overly confident. Let's say that. <laughs> okay. Was this prior or after the, the trial game? I can't even remember. Probably prior, knowing uh-huh. me. Oh dear. Okay. Yep. Um, oh dear.
0: Anyway, so let's look at this weekend. So game one, and this week is a doubleheader, which is unusual. Normally, we will have a game on a Friday night and then a game on a Saturday night. This week, they're both on Friday night. Um, not really sure why, actually. But anyway, not relevant. First game sees the Reds hosting the Waratahs in Brisbane, this is the grudge match of the season. Everyone loves to see the Reds and the Waratahs go head to head. And oh, how are you, how do you see this game
1: playing out? I see this as being a really, really intense game with the Reds probably having the edge on a set piece, the Waratahs having the edge in uh, speed of wide attack, um, but the, I'm expecting it to be characterized by a fair few handling errors as well. We saw that really significantly in both trial matches and the Reds and Tar's both Uh, made the decision to not really play their full starting team in a trial match, although the TARS got closer to it in the final quarter. And it just means that they're not going to have that same level of experience in terms of just ironing out those early season kind of chinks. And so I'm really, I'm expecting there to be a fair few unforced errors, but with a lot of attacking intent and physicality like we've seen basically in every Reds-TARS Derby match over the last few years—they're always brutal encounters. Love it, love it. I um,
0: I think the Reds are going to be up for this one. It's the first home game of the season. Um, it's against the Waratahs, and last time they met them in a Super Rugby game, we really did touch them up quite convincingly. So, their pride points, yeah, their pride is on the line this week. There's been a lot of talk around the off season that the Reds really are the team to beat this year. Um, that a lot of people have them to take out number one myself included so I really think we're going to see an intent side from the Reds this, this week I think they're really going to want to take the points on the table on offer as soon as possible and um, yeah there's a lot of questions around the Waratahs we, we saw some combinations starting to form in the trial but that's definitely not going to be the team that comes out on Friday night we don't really know what to expect we've lost a lot of talent we've got some new players in there we've got no Michael Hooper so as a Waratahs fan I'm really hopeful that they're going to put in a good performance but I just think the Reds are going to be just ready for this so
1: I'm I'm leaning more towards the Reds. I think they're going to really struggle to replace the leadership and kind of charismatic presence that Liam Wright is so he he's a man he's a pretty understated character and from everything he said when we've spoken to him he's not the most kind of vocal person on the pitch but he the example that he provides with his work rate and his overall kind of presence and uh, physicality is going to be really, really hard to replace. So obviously Angus Scott Young fitting into that back row is is the obvious choice, Uh, but you can't replace his presence on the field. And whilst James O'Connor is a good choice to be captain, I think that that is going to be a big loss for them to overcome. Mm -hmm. And if we know anything about this Reds team is that they are susceptible as we saw in the demolition by the Waratahs last season they are susceptible to kind of like external off field matters influencing their performance yep so maybe the injury to Liam Wright has come that they've had enough time to be able to figure out how they're going to cope with his um his absence yeah but if you look at the last 10 matches if the historic results, the last 10 matches, the TARS have won nine of them, five home and four away. And it was only uh, the previous match. So we beat them 30 by 33 points last year. And in the previous match, they won by six. Yep. Almost every other game, we have won fairly convincingly. So I know that you can't, like, what is it? What, what does superannuation companies say? Past performance isn't a reliable indicator, indicator of, of uh, future potential yeah, future performance. Something like that. And I, I guess that applies here because the Reds definitely have more experience and greater combinations than the Tars do at this point in time. But I mean, there's a lot to be said for knowing that you've got the wood over your rival. Oh. All right. Ando then. Are you who are you going with?
2: I've are, got, a, are I've we got a reveal.
1: I think
0: we are. I think I've got a feeling <laughs> that you are going against the grain here.
1: I've picked the Tars by Five.
0: Wow. You heard it here first, folks. Ando yep. has put his first false um, pick in of the season.
1: Yep. Some <laughs> might say that. Some might say that. Uh, and looking, because I've locked my points in, I can see what everybody else has put up on Super Brew. Uh, I'm probably in a minority, and that's okay. <laughs> I don't mind that. Uh, so good. who are you going for, mate? I assume the Reds.
0: Yeah. I am I just don't think at this stage of the season, the Waratahs, particularly away, um, are going to have the combinations the knowledge of each other and just the experience at this stage to take it to a Reds team that one or two players didn't make that are going to play in, in Friday's game weren't playing in the final last year, but it's a pretty similar side. So I, I just I don't see the Waratahs being a team that's going to upset the Reds this season just yet. Maybe down the line the Western Force might get to them. I think the Brumbies at home is going to be a big ask, but I, I just expect the Reds to come out firing for this clash. They're going to be ready for it. So I'm going for the Reds by 10.
1: Okay. Reds by 10, which again, I completely understand. Um, I, <laughs> If I wasn't such a Tars fan, I'd probably be picking the Reds as well. But I just think that we have an upset over them in us. And why not do it in round one? You know, I've they're, got not to, gonna, they're not going to be at their most cohesive either. So why true. not give it a chance now? It's true. I mean,
0: I'm hopeful. I'm, hope, I'm doing what you did last year. So <laughs> if... If the Waratahs win, I'll be ecstatic. I'll be happy with that. If the Reds win, well, I've got the points. So, you know, and right. now we're a public, we're a public tipping comp. Now we've got people that can see how we're tracking. We need to be respectable. So that's what I'm worried about. Uh, in the in the past, on these tipping comps, I've been able to go for the Tars, think with my my head or my heart, not my head, and um wallow down the bottom of the tipping comp. This year, there's some real bragging rights on the line.
1: So. Mate, I've already thrown in the towel because I just can't (laughs) not tip for the TARS. So it's going to be good. Uh, Let's move on to the Force Brumbies. So the most exciting part of this is the fact that the Force are going to be playing, barring any last minute COVID lockdowns, at HBF Park in front of the Sea of Blue over in Perth and the Brumbies are going to be the ones doing the travelling. So that is a huge, huge benefit to them. And I'm super excited to be able to see the Force run out in front of the home crowd for this first time in Super Rugby since 2017, if I'm right. Yeah, that's right. It's going to be so exciting! Good. Exciting. I can't wait. So, I can't wait. Uh, what are your expectations for this game,
0: Mitch? Look, this is a game that I really could see going either way. Um, yeah. The trial game this week on uh, last Tuesday really showed that the force have um, really learned some things in the offseason, come together quite well as a unit. Uh, they really took control of that game and they were leading it for the majority of it. Um, Brumbies, as they always do, came back in the end and, and snuck the victory. But yeah, I, I think when we put their starting side together, the Western Force, they've got some real talent in there. And if they've got the intent like they did in that trial game, they're going to be playing at home as well. I think
1: they're going to be pretty hard to beat. I would agree with that. And I think... This match is probably going to be a lot closer than what people would have originally thought. Um, if we were just basing it upon the form and the squads from last season, yeah. they're just the the improvement that the Force have made is significant. And I don't want to overstate it and hype them up as being like a top one or two team. I don't think they are, but they are going well, to yet. be taking not, points. Not off round one, those teams. not round no, one. No, but we no, may no,
0: see no. that. We may see that this season. And that's what I, re- I really do hope we see that.
1: I do. Yep. I hope that yeah it shakes up the ladder because I'm I'm worried for the rebels, I'm worried for the tars and I'm hopeful for the force and what they'll be able to bring. Yeah. Uh, so look I probably don't have too much to add. We we just released a podcast that was talking through the force and a Brummies trial match so I don't think It was great. It Go and much.
0: listen to it. We had yeah. John and Lance with us. It was awesome.
1: It was actually really good. I I listened back to it today and really enjoyed it. I don't know how narcissistic that is, uh, (laughs) listening to our own podcast. We've got to get the views up. And if we just listen to it over and over again, that counts, right? No, sorry, mate. Individual views counts your IP. So IP address. Uh, Now, that's really unfortunate. So it means that it's not just you, myself, and our mums that are listening to it and getting the views up. But in regards to the actual score, why don't you reveal your picks first, mate?
0: Yeah, cool. All right. So I did I did just go into this saying that the Western Force is going to be very hard to beat, but I still do think the Brumbies are one of the form teams this year. They proved it last year that they were so hard to beat. They took out the competition. I do think they're going to be on fire coming into round one. They know this competition now. They know that they can't afford to lose games, particularly away. Um, the Reds showed last year that if you can't get those victories away from home, it's really going to hurt you when you come to the later half of the season. So I do definitely think the Brumbies will be up for it. The Western Force are going to push them. Um, I, If we were look, talking about this game last year, I'd be looking at pretend, like a double figure um, scoreline, no doubt. But this year, I just don't think it's going to be that that at all. It's going to be a lot tighter. So I've gone for the Brumbies by five.
1: Brumbies by five. Okay. And I've said Brumbies by 10. So I think we're both on the same page. It's not going to be a blowout by any chance, but with the attacking intent that both teams showed in the trial match, I think it, while still being a tight match, 10 points isn't that much no. considering... Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm going... Brumbies by 10, your
0: Brumbies by five. Yeah. Fantastic.
1: But okay. I'd love to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> How interesting is it? Like we we have these picks. We obviously want to be right because we don't want to be absolute jokes in our own tipping competition. But at the same time, we're just loving Aussie rugby at the moment. Yeah. And love all these different stories and narratives that are coming up and coming around. So And this very, season very is exciting. going to
0: be full of so many great stories. It's just, mm-hmm. oh, I can't wait.
1: Bring on Friday already. Let's just yep. let's just skip the rest of the week. Yep. I think I'm going to call in sick on Friday. I've (laughs) decided. got to do it got to do it got okay do it. anyway I think that's it Let's, why don't we finish it there and for anybody else who is as excited about the Super AU season as we are if you have not listened to each of our preview episodes about each of the Super Rugby teams please go back and do that not only do we talk through our expectations and hopes for the teams for 2021 but we've managed to get quality Super AU players for each of those episodes so Scotty CEO Will Harrison Liam Wright Cam Orr and John Lance as the five and all of them were wonderful gentlemen generous with their time generous with their insights and just an absolute pleasure to speak to so it's probably i think it's been this last kind of five six weeks of recording and and getting all this uh series ready has been my favorite period of podcast hosting that we've done for the last yeah, It's been so good it it's been, been really, really great yeah so thanks everybody for coming on board with us um super excited for the season to begin let's kick off into it
0: and get your stand and channel nine. Go cool. get your stand sports subscriptions in now because we've only got a few days to go. Yep. All right. Yep. Let's Thanks go. Everyone. All right. we'll see you we'll next week.
1: There. Bye. Bye.